The Reality Podcast. Real conversations about life, love, and business. With me, Jason Ree. This is The Reality. If you can, if you can just not cough, that would be fantastic. <laughs> if you can just keep your coughs to yourself. <laughs> oh, I wonder if she has her headphones on. <laughs> Hi, everybody! Thank you for joining another episode of the podcast, the Reality Podcast. I'm here with the ever ever effervescent Kaylee Weiss. I've never been called effervescent. Effervescent. I believe you are very effervescent. I think that word perfectly explains it. I'm glad that you can actually pronounce that word. Um, Brand experience strategist, community activist, just truth speaker, but also branded gorgeously because you are the brand magician, Kaylee Weiss. Oh, that's too kind. Thank you so much for being here. Now I we, love that we're in person. This is incredible. I know. It, it really is. And also, I feel like we haven't seen each other in a long time, AK. It was just a week ago. Yes. Thank are you, you tired not. of me now? No, yes. I'm not. I'm not. I actually was really excited about seeing you. And we typically record on Sundays, but we are here on a Monday and we are... Starting our podcast episode with a cocktail, so we're having uh, clink 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 clink. You can hear the ice jingling in here. Oh, it's delicious. Ooh. Um, you're having a mezcal. I'm having a mezcal on the rocks, which is my go-to. I'm doing a good reposado, a little repo on the rocks. Okay. I feel like people think it's so hardcore, but it's actually better today some of the things we're going to be talking about a better for you yeah it opens up the throat you know it really just clears your nasal passages but i also think that i don't know a good sipping of a repo a good agave spirit i'm i'm a huge fan i also live in austin texas yeah and it is you could have uh tacos yeah any time of day pretty much any type of uh style and you're gonna have tequila with it is that is that is that kind of what austin is known for tacos absolutely Yes. I mean, there's anything from more traditional to, like, Tex-Mex. So, um, fun fact, going off topic here, but my husband and I, um, we had started a list, and every week we went to a new place, and we would rate it. (gasps) Another fun fact, I always order the crunchy beef taco. Ooh, I love a crunchy beef taco. (laughs) I'm in the search for an actual uh, replica of a Taco Bell taco. Okay. But, like... Healthier, but authentic. But authentic. Healthier. Exactly. I okay. We can talk about Taco Bell. I just had it yesterday. We we are Taco Bell enthusiasts in this office. I know it's not real Mexican food, <laughs> but I can't help it. And the hot sauce is just by far the best sauce. Not the not the fire. Not the fire. Don't bring me the fire sauce. Don't bring me the mild. I need the hot sauce. So if we also have, like, just cases of it inside our refrigerator if you need any hot sauce on your trip. I have not been to a Taco Bell in quite a long time. Okay. But I will say, when I'm traveling, which I do often, yeah. I miss me a taco. Ooh. So it is tempting. Well, tonight. We have tacos tonight. Oh, we tonight. do. Yes. So I, I kind of want to just jump into it. What was your first job? My first job? Yeah, your first job. So, your first paycheck. Yeah. So I've been self-employed my whole entire career. Seriously? I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I was a baby. No. Yes. I, um... I, when I was very young, um, I just had the desire to have my own business. And mm-hmm. so I would go to the library and um, I actually, my mom probably five years ago found a book that never got returned <laughs> and it was kids having their own business. What library was it? 
well, I was in Houston. Houston. Yep. Sorry, Houston. Yeah. Send us that uh, yeah. late, late fee. That late fee is <laughs> real racked up decades later. We'll put out our email and our mailing address so you can track her down. <laughs> um, and so for me, it was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but it was like, if I mow lawns, that can make money. I can do like a babysitter's club situation. So oh, were, I got so really you experimental. Make, you, were, you were looking to make money early. Oh, yeah. I was like, I can exchange hours for dollars or Ooh. I can have my own empire. Ooh, and you I don't still don't have my own empire, but I mean, we're I, on the build. Yeah, you're I can't. Putting, Im- uh, I, you're 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 building your empire currently, right I now. I can't imagine, and I have nothing to relate to when someone actually has a job, which is I feel like I don't know. I should probably like become an intern just to see Ooh, the other side, since so, I work with well, so many companies. You are good at auditing, right? You I are am. brand. You do brand auditing. So let's just like in 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 a simple mind of somebody who may not know what a a brand strategist or a brand experience strategist is, is tell me a little bit about what that is yeah so in the short your brand is what other people say it is so that could be your personal brand or your business so um that is your testimonial is that is your brand so we as people and as businesses have the opportunity to control that narrative right Mm. and so um for many reasons that cannot be communicated very clearly online or the way that we're communicating not very clearly sometimes and so one of my most popular services is to audit so essentially i get like the full brain dump of who and who you are or who the business is and then I'm like there are some holes missing here like you're saying you want to work with these people or you're saying this is a service you provide yeah. and you don't even have that listed on your website okay, so don't talk about me how do you <laughs> <laughs> or yeah my, there's there's so many different layers to it I specialize in more of the visual branding um, because I am obsessed with the psychology of type and um, of colors and yeah. strategies um, but your brand truly is you know from what you were wearing right now well, I mean that is part of your brand and I got to say like that was a hard lesson to learn just in terms of somebody who didn't have the traditional business experience didn't go to like business school to understand that my brand was also vital in the sense that like I thought I was marketing what I think I needed to do as a business when the truth was I just needed to keep marketing myself as authentically as possible so there were times that I didn't want to vocalize or share something that was going on in my personal life or something that was in my creative life that may not have to do with wedding and events, but was so vital to my brand. And the moment I started showing it, the clients came and the clients came that respected it and enjoyed it. And then the ones that didn't, you know, trickled off. Yeah. You know, and I feel like what I find is a lot of people plateau in their businesses or in just again, they... stop talking about me. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like really leaning into who you truly are. And if you are starting a new project, you do have to fail fast. You have to put yourself out there. You don't know who you want to work with. Yeah. But once you figured it out, figure it out, you should need to you should deflect everything yeah. else. Like embrace it. Life is too short to not work with the people who respect you and love you. And you are doing the work that you really want to do. Now, do you think that there is a. I mean, obviously, that sounds just like a blessing and it just sounds like so easy. But is there a it seems to be that there is still the grind aspect of that growth of you have to fail to get to that win. Absolutely. Right. You have the woe through the win. Like, do you, do you did you have that with your brand? Because I know you're saying you started it pretty. Oh, my early. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I've undercharged and overworked and Ooh. overpromised. And let's woo. let's sip to that. Cheers and sip to that. Because makes my heart race just I thinking get about it. it. I get um, it. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think we all have to go through that to get to the other side to know to work smarter, to yeah. be honest. Um, and I think that we don't always know what we need until we know what we don't need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, especially if you're just starting, I think putting yourself out there and 
failing fast is Mm -hmm. the best way to do it. And in some cases, you know, I have people who approach me who are like, I have a business idea and I need a logo. And it's like, I can't even tell you or advise you because you don't know who you are and who you want to serve yet. Oh my gosh. And so I think that once you get going, then you can polish from there. And I think that you can't let um, perfection also hold you back Mm -hmm. but then what happens when you're plateauing it's the self-awareness to know i need to create boundaries i need to create space i need to work um you know if i'm going to spend my time working x number of hours it needs to be things and with people who really get Yeah, welcome to brand church everybody this is another (laughs) uh, it's a monday session for brand church because i i i'm amening to all of that because again for me i kind of started it I, I always joke about how I started it wrong, but truly that's the, the, the only way to start is I started without even a business plan. I started without a logo and then there's been evolutions of my brand. But now I realize that the brand that I've always been trying to create wasn't really a company as much as it was how I, I guess, move through this world and then finding the community that wants to move with me and and. For me, the whole personal life and business life is very blurred. How do you feel like you're good at that? Do you feel like you've figured out the key to to balancing a personal life and and business life? Because you are a big community member in our industry. You have a lot of relationships here. You know, we've kind of met through some of those relationships and we were just trying to actually figure that out earlier today. And a lot's happened since the pandemic. So, but it's like, we were trying to figure out where we met. And, but I feel like every time now that I see you, we have the same amount of friends or like the same, we know so we're in many, the same circles, we're in the same sure. circles. Yeah. And then it's, but, but do you feel like there was like a exercise or do you feel like you had to kind of learn that part too, in terms of like balancing the work life? I mean, I think that, you know, like I mentioned, I've definitely stretched myself way too thin in the past mm-hmm. and haven't respected myself in that process. Yeah. And I think through doing that, um, I've had to create kind of a little bit more balance. However, part of who I am is the passion, you know, part of who I am is what I do. Mm-hmm. Like that is a big part of it. Yeah. So I think that, um, I mean, we have a lot of fun when we're together. True. You know, our True. group loves to laugh. I think I our group. I forget that we're working. I yeah. Forget, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I think I, we forget that we're working. And again, that's kind of the privileges of our industry is we work really hard. I always, you know, call ourselves a band on Titanic. Like we are going to be the last to be in the lifeboat. But I do feel like, man, we are having a good time. And it's done with with such vulnerability, which I think in any industry, you know, this is a unique one because we are either solopreneurs or we're small businesses for Mm -hmm. the most part. It's very isolating and we're making decisions by ourselves. And so I think that's one reason I'm passionate about community and about getting out there and meeting people, competition or not competition, is we need each other to pull each other through. Mm -hmm. And we also need to surround ourselves with people who are open to being vulnerable to say, this did not work for me. I can see this is not working for you or even hold you accountable to say, you said you weren't going to do that. Yeah. And here you're doing it again. Why yeah. are you taking on that free client? Again, stop talking about me. <laughs> um, okay, so then so then you started really early. And so did you go right into brand like and branding? Or did, I know that you used to stationary. Yes. So I am very right brain, left brain. So I feel like when I was trying to find my footing of how I wanted um, to contribute to the world and be passionate about it, um, I wanted to get into something creative, but also balance that with business. And so... Um, I essentially was homeschooled in third grade because my mom was like, we're going to zip you to wherever you want to go, which I'm very thankful for. So I was homeschooled. She was mostly focusing on like business math and in things that were strategy or, you know, things that I actually needed to shape 
what yeah. my future might be. So I was 15 when I enrolled in college and uh, was, wow. of course, living so with my parents. So you were Judy Hauser. You were essentially... I, <laughs> I don't think I'm any... I don't think I'm like... No, I'm definitely not smart and I yeah. can't really spell sometimes. I'm not a copywriter. <laughs> um, but I think what was great about that was just having the support system and uh, I'm very, very grateful for that. But yeah. going into a environment where I was like, okay, the next step is I need to like get more formal yeah. education. And so, um, of course, there's a dabble, dabble in business there, but I ended up thinking I knew I wanted to get into creative uh, something and mm-hmm. I didn't realize you could make money in marketing or branding. Like yeah. I didn't really even think that was a thing. So I was sitting in the, um, the little room, you know, and they're checking me in I'm picking my classes and she's like, well, what do you think you're interested in? You can start with these basics. And I, and we were talking about creativity and she po- pointed at a poster and she was like, um, have you ever considered graphic design or like visual communications oh. and marketing? And I was like, people make money. money doing that that's amazing and it was honestly an aha moment obviously i remember it right this second Mm -hmm. because what connected in my brain was i see and i wanted to be that passionate business owner right but i saw around me when i thought about those business owners they were doing things wrong they weren't communicating with the right people and then i was like wait so the missing link is this visual communications component and so once i made that connection that has what has been what i've dedicated my career to is i want to help small business businesses lead with confidence of how they can communicate and how they can magnetize the people that they want to work with and not just be spending time you know turning their wheels but working strategically yeah because no one teaches you exactly any of that it's just like oh i'm supposed to check the box i need to like have this you know logo i need to have this website but when if it's not done with strategy you're disconnecting from the truth and the traction that you truly can get. Well, I think maybe that's the biggest difference is is when you start, there is no strategy other than I want to make money. <laughs> yes. I want to sustain myself. I want to do what I love. Like those are the three, like, you know, I think, or people that get to a point in their careers where they, they see that wall and they're like, I'm not happy here, mm-hmm. you know? And there's kind of a two question because I don't want to lose this part. But so has there been a time that you were so really you started stationary? That's the so, first yeah, thing you so started. Yeah, so let me know. So I was branding small businesses. Oh, so you always were in branding. Always, yeah. And wow. so in 2008, I got asked to brand a wedding. And that word, brand, being in conjunction in the same sentence mm-hmm. with a wedding was like, well, this is epic. Like yeah. everything that was happening around me was the same wedding. It was like church wedding, ballroom, mm-hmm. country club, Mason red Tars. flowers. Right. Twinkle uh, lights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was all the same at that time. And so the idea that this was a, a corporate client of mine at the time whose daughter was getting married and said, have you ever considered branding a wedding? Like we want a full color palette. We want a mm. logo that we can incorporate. We want it to be transformative in every single client touch point that is going to happen. So I branded that event and was like, this isn't a terrible idea. Like, I, and you people know, people pay for that. People pay for that. <laughs> no, they weren't paying me enough let's just say but um so what happened was I you know I had gotten married in 2007 so I was familiar with the wedding industry but when I opened that door and started seeing um how my creativity and my experience in branding could be stamped into this industry um I launched Meldina in 08 so we started I went to a bridal show back then that's how Uh you found people what was the bridal show 
I was in Omaha, Nebraska at the time. Okay. Um, and so I was at a bridal show. I fake mocked about 40 different concepts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm. this is not going to be your average bridal show. So I had a outdoor tent that I popped up. And you know, like the framed ones Ooh, that are like, like on the, the beach ones? ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. I took off the top. And I wrapped it in fabric and I hung all of these invitations all over the place because I was like, I want this to be an immersive experience and not wedding, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Not so, like a table um, of you and coming and doing a consult. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So people came. I ended up walking away with like 100 clients because they had never seen anything like that. They never had heard about branding. And that really catapulted me into pretty much where I am today. And I'm very thankful for that. So it essentially, because of that innovation, I was getting noticed. Um, And that's one of the reasons I have my incredible partnership with The Knot is being able, and Wedding Pro, is to be able to connect um, and innovate for so long. Mm -hmm. But once I got into this industry, and I'll tell you a lot of reasons of why... I chose to close that chapter of the paper portion, but I saw and fell in love with the people Mm. and saw the same things I saw with the fashion designer I was working with, with the lawn mowing company, the the little clients and little businesses. But it's like, here are all these creative people who all look the same. Yeah. And they're, they don't know how they're great at their work, but they're terrible about connecting with clients and they're undercharging. Well, and the left, the left left brain, right brain is is such a good example because again, you are an artist but you also have that strategy skill that I think a lot of us don't have. I'm also no BS, so I'm like... Well, no BS is the <laughs> Truth-telling, I think, is so vital right now. So I think that's probably one of the things that I love about you the most is you are unfiltered. I think one of the last time, I think maybe the first time we hung out and then you sent me like a, a brief brand edit like brain audit about my website. I didn't website. hold back. You didn't hold back. And again, I know we've yet to work through it. I haven't had not had enough time to connect with you about it. But funny story is my website came because... I had coming soon for so long. I'm a referral-based business. I never really needed the website. It was just an added value to, it was my portfolio. That was really what people needed to see. And the night before my first bridal show, I put my website together on Squarespace and did it all myself. And so when you when you kind of called out certain things on my website, I was like, this bitch, she totally, she totally sees me, you know? <laughs> well, the funny thing is we never look at our own websites in general. Like, it's almost like we don't make Google it, ourselves yeah. for a reason. It's yeah. like we don't want to know. Yeah, we don't want to know. And I think that there's like a fear too. But at the same time, as an artist too, I get in my head about things where if it's not going to be rolled out perfectly, then I may not roll that out ever. Mm-hmm. Because again, I may not even have time you to do You can't let it. perfection hold you back. And honestly, 80% of people will never revisit a website if yeah. it was a bad first impression. Yeah. And so that's what makes it cringy. That's why I'm passionate about calling people out. It's like yeah. you're legitimately turning people away who will never give you the opportunity again. And I, I think for especially our industry, collaborations. Like mm-hmm. it's not just our clients. It's about partnerships with other creatives. And you have to make sure you're positioning yourself in a way that resonates with those people too one of anything it's kind of like you know it's kind of like your lighthouse like how is anyone going to know you're that is here? exactly how i communicate about it yeah. yeah it is our responsibility as business owners to turn the lighthouse on yeah. because people are looking for us and they're looking for the niche that we're passionate yeah. about and the more that we can own that and put that out there they will be able to find us that's and, exactly right and and you know shout out to one of my psychics i have an amazing psychic and we'll you know maybe i'll plug her in this but she she kind of told me that i as an empath i'm a deep empath that I tend to be a lighthouse, but I need to stop being in the trenches. I need to stop being in the waves. I need mm. to be above it like a lighthouse mm-hmm. and, and, and use my light, shine my light, bring people to me, bring the ships safely to sea. 
but not get in the waves. And I tend, as I think a lot of us in the beginning of our business and the beginning of building our brand end up drowning because yes. we are legitimately swimming in the water versus there is a way to get into the lighthouse and use that beacon of light that we all want to use yeah. with our brand. So I, I love that. And then literally after that session I had with Lisa, she's amazing. She, I went to a restaurant for lunch right after and in the menu that was visually like drawn up with chalk, there was a lighthouse. And I was like, okay, I hear you. It's a sign. It's a sign. And since then, I've always thought about when I end up getting in the trenches to pull myself out of the waves and figure Go out- Go turn on that, that lighthouse. Uh-huh, and be, be in the lighthouse, not be in the waves. And so I love that. Now, I love the fact that you, you're, you're, your your mother was was it your mother or both your parents like both of my parents both of your parents yeah I'm the oldest of six oldest of six Um, and I think that there was something about their parenting that was always whoever I wanted to be it was accepted whoever (sighs) or whatever I wanted to do was accepted if I had interest I played every sport I Mm. um, really had some fashion moments through the years and you know there's been several items of clothing my mom has taken and threw away because oh, oh, she good. was like I just can't let you be seen in them um, but I, w- I would love a picture of that I think oh, we should I think to make we'll that appropriate it. we'll add it to the cover I did have a punk episode. moment but you know oh, I, I was, was I was I had an emo moment I was in a screamo band which is also no. I feel like you have to know that but no I, and I, I was in a, my, a I'm in a My Chemical lot. Romance music video I don't know if you know that. I do know that. Oh, you do yeah, know I do, that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So Remember we, Jinko jeans? Yes. I, I really would like to get another pair. I mean, I actually might know somebody who designs for them still because they're still around. They, I saw they're making a resurgence and they should. They've been trying for that a few years. That wide leg? They've been trying for years. I'm, I'm going to leave those in the raver days for me. I'm a good <laughs> boot cut, like fitted pant now. I, I don't know if I could it's do more a fag or flitter. I would, we'd probably put them on and be like, okay. That was a moment. Yeah. It, I Let mean, it stay in. There was, I mean, it looked like you were wearing two dresses on your legs, but <laughs> you know, but you do you, if that's your brand, that's your magic. Um, okay. So then the fact, okay. So what did your parents do? So my mom had her own salon. Ah. She was a small business owner. Um, and she left that business and was essentially working out of, or, you know, she'd cut people's hair out of our home for many years. Um, but she went home to, to, I think be with us. And so probably her entrepreneur, um, touch but i'm the only entrepreneur really in the family my brother i was formal schooling i still have a sister who's in high school um that's how far apart we are i saw i saw on your feed we look like twins or it's real weird because i'm like oh that's what i used to look like wow but and she probably says that's what i'm gonna look like look at those wrinkles yeah you i think you took her shopping i did yes yeah she's wonderful Okay, so um, that's that's kind of beautiful. And again, my, my both my parents are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs. My dad is contractor painter, but has his own business. And my mom used to own a fashion boutique. But they were both the same way. But I think still struggling with the American dream of going to school, mm-hmm. like finishing that out. But again, with me, I think I knew early on school was not for me. I kind of wish I had done the homeschooling thing. But there's also so many stories that I would not have if I did not finish. You know. And you hear homeschool. I mean, it really was me figuring out how to how to create curriculum that was actually going to contribute to my future. Yeah. And um, I will say there's elements that definitely I feel like I missed, um, especially with relationships. Like my mm-hmm. friends who went to traditional colleges and had a traditional experience have yeah. lifetime relationships that I truly don't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, the you dorm know, experience is something that I regret not being yes, able to Yes, and I would agree know. with that. I think that that's um, where you, you – 
experience life together in a way that totally. is forever. So for me, that's one of the reasons I also love this community is, uh, you know, the amount me. of inside jokes that we have. Oh. The amount of, I mean, sunrises we've watched together and in, in places we've been around the world together. I feel like that's really helped me fill that gap that I know that I feel like I would have missed not yeah. being... In the events industry. I mean, even the dark moments, I think, is so much more digestible when you're with community, right? Mm -hmm. So being, and again, I I have had meltdowns on the phone with many, many people. Like, from issues of the yellow roses that were not supposed to be butter yellow. And having to call, like, three planner friends at the time because our forest was having an issue trying to find those florals on the day of the wedding. And me just kind of in tears. And then going out and like doing what they could to try to figure out how I can get these regular yellow roses like things like that that I'll, I'll, I'll think will forever be burned into my brain I mean there's so many things that are out of our control as yes. business owners and yeah. I think that that's why I love your wins and the woes like you have to have the awareness also when you're in the woe yeah to like ugly cry for a bit oh yeah and then be like there's always the plan b c d yeah. e f g h i j k l m n o p like there's always options and we have to approach it with humor and we have to realize that it's not the end of the world and no one's dying. Oh, and I think I that that's really hard as creatives. It's like it is the it feels like the end of the world when something doesn't arrive oh, the way yeah, that it done. should. Yeah. And we take on that burden. And I think that, to be honest, that's a lot of reasons why I've had my health issues is I've taken on those burdens. Yeah. And it's phys- internally combusted. I mean, that's kind of the, the the very similar story with a lot of creatives that again, we worked ourselves to sickness. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause I know that that was something that you were very vocal on social about. I want like, tell me what, what, what happened? Yeah. So, um, obviously I expressed, I started my career very young. Um, and for me, it was like a dangling carrot that I couldn't catch. Mm -hmm. And so here I am in, you know, over a decade, working just as hard, getting up just as early. We are tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking ahead. I'm trying to figure out, like, I want to make an impact. I want to make impact so largely that I put myself in a position that was stretching myself so thin. And, um, I had been, um, had this dream of this, um, startup. Mm -hmm. And so this was in, I'm going to kind of blur the lines here, but let's call it 2011. I had this concept and I was like, if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? I already had enough on my plate, to be honest. Oh no, we are, Um, we will, we will juggle seven plates if we can. Yes. And so, um, I think that really having the lack of awareness of how I should dedicate and spend my time, I threw myself into that in addition to everything else going on. And, um, I mean, I was working around the clock. It was awful. And I was trying to learn what it's like to be in the tech world. It was just Mm. crazy town. Um, And I think that it was always, again, searching for that impact that I would have. Um, So in in that chapter ended up coming to a close because I, like, was like, okay, how, if I'm going to have so many hours in a day, how do I want to spend that? Um, In 2000 and, well, I guess how old was I? When I was 27, um, I didn't have any health. I like nothing was wrong with. I, I didn't feel like anything was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I went in for a normal checkup, and she was like, "I think you are um, essentially you have went into menopause." And I was like, "What? <laughs> how is that even possible? Yeah. What and, is going and, on?" I know this is a taboo question, but how old are you now? 
I'm just for 34. Scale of reference. Okay, I'll great. be 34. So this 34. was at okay. 28. Um, my and 28, you're hitting menopause. Yes. And so long story short, I mean, in lots of ugly crying and I had not, I mean, I had been so busy. I hadn't even considered having children. I mean, it was like not a priority, but it, that was a huge wake up call that I was like, okay, here I have, I mean, the years are going by so fast and I can't keep up yeah. with it. And then, so long story short, we ended up finding out that part of that problem is an autoimmune condition. Mm. And so that autoimmune condition, once I fi- figured that out, it's like all about infl- inflammation. And then yeah. once I figure, and I'm a fixer for sure. So it's like, tell me the facts and I'm going to yeah. keep searching de- deeper. And so what ended up why I did blood work and I had burned through all of my cortisol. I don't have an ounce of cortisol in and my how, body. And again, somebody that doesn't know a lot about the, 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 the body. Yeah, I mean, I so know. cortisol is your stress hormone. Okay, so great. I have a lot of that. Yeah. That I'm, that I'm at capacity. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm overflow with. Yeah, so once, once your body, you know, your body uses cortisol to essentially stabilize you, like stabilize your body. It's like the filter for stress. You don't get it back, unfortunately. And okay, so... Wait, hold on, hold on. So let me just get this straight. So we... we if we expunge too much cortisol, it runs out. It's, and then it's gone. And then it creates other issues because you don't have the filter anymore, right? So your body's... Great. So I am... I am... I Okay, great. That is good to know. So I'm glad it, we're having this conversation. At the age of 36, thank you for telling me this information that would have been helpful, I don't know, at 16. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like... So I, I had never thought about my health. I mean, I... You know, I, I, the best way to say is like... Today, I have such empathy for people who, on their dietary car, I I was, like, definitely the the bitch who was, like, can you even, they're so, you know, they're trying to be bougie, or they're trying to, like, be particular, and, like, when I realized how much diet contributes, how much all these lifestyle things, I'm, like, now I'm, like, good for them, like, the fact that they have boundaries and know how to to care for their bodies. Yeah. So um, that was definitely a, a huge wake up call. I learned so much about medical stuff and, and it, I was forced to create boundaries. I was forced to you, get a good night. To. I had to. Had I mean, to. it literally was like, I'm going to con- continue to fall apart unless I get things together. Um, and so I definitely am very Eastern Western medicine. I think everyone should, I believe in customized um, wellness. You know, mm-hmm. everything doesn't work for everyone. Um, in my case, everybody is different. And everyone. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And and I think finding your uniqueness in in your own journey and now even now I feel like the self awareness for like your body type or your you know it's like we all are unique individuals that yeah. have unique needs yeah, yeah. and so um, knowing that I don't have any more cortisol I am conscious about sleep I'm conscious about what I consume I'm conscious about um, how I'm spending my time and also understanding our health is something that is fleeting like Uh. it is something that we don't actually have control over and for a control freak like myself you know you don't think about your health until you need to think about your health and that is really unfortunate yeah I mean those are things that again like I always talk about things that we should learn in in grade school I wish that that was one of the lessons that we learned early on and again like you know, I talk about how waiting tables, I think, was life-changing for me. It taught me how to talk to people, to read people, and also be comfortable with myself in front of strangers. Because, again, every every 45 minutes to an hour, you had to reintroduce yourself and win that table over. And I think that was such a lifelong lesson. But I think the health thing is so crucial. And during for me, and, and like for me in 2020, I it was the first time I ever stopped, right? Mm-hmm. And I and again, I'm always comparing myself to the fit you know, the fit gay man versus the gay man that I am. And so for me, health was never really a priority, but then I ended up getting a parasite 
and it kind of made me go through this processing of okay i have to do an endoscopy now what the fuck is an endoscopy i was like is that the one that they put up your butt or your mouth like it was just (laughs) all all very you know conflicting slash humbling slash like oh of course i should have done that i've had pain there for a while like why am i having pain versus like oh i feel pain i'm just gonna numb it a little bit and keep going and Mm -hmm. i and i wish these are lessons that we got to learn and so do do you feel like aside from if it if it wasn't the health issue would you have ever really even no i don't it's unfortunate because i think especially oh, the, oh, let someone's health someone's health is currently in crisis we send have them, a, sending them vibes yeah we're sending good vibes to that ambulance that's that's saving somebody right now i think you know you were similar generation it's like we've we have entered our careers with a requirement for hustle yeah and it was like we wanted to be the best we wanted to do more than everyone else you know we wanted to be the first one to respond reply within 10 seconds we're you know we wanted to give above and beyond we were willing to do something for free to have that opportunity or whatever it might be and so i think it's been a mind shift for me um and now i think gen zers definitely have a lot more balance in their lives which thank goodness because yeah. we all are going to probably have health issues because of the way that we've stretched ourselves too thin Mm -hmm. um and i think that you know you were saying in the stillness you actually were like whoa and i feel like since i've been more self-aware of how i'm physically feeling Uh. like you know it's sometimes it's like no you didn't drink a lot you have like anxiety like maybe in in that anxiety is stress that your body's trying to process and how can you have avoided that anxiety or whatever it might be and i think that now that i know i feel when you feel the stress yeah. physically, and I think that I know I ignored that for so long. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's the self-awareness and the stillness that you're like, I don't need to live like that anymore. Yes. You know, I mean, that's, I think, the, the, the perfect boundary, right? Especially when our business, like, this was, a, this was a really big lesson for me to learn that I actually do not have to complete a planning cycle with a client if it's getting toxic mm-hmm. and for a long time i stayed and i would be like well i already promised wanted that them. good review or what yeah, i wanted that good review validation I wanted, and really for me it was because i gave i gave a shit about them so mm-hmm. for me it was like okay i know they want to spend ten dollars and they have a budget of twenty dollars and they want you know back rack crystal and they want like all of these elevated things and they want to spend ten dollars i would sit there and be like how can i shave off ten dollars here and to the point that again it became impossible right but again i would i would stay on that ship and i would not get on a lifeboat and then i learned i was like wait a second i'm allowed to because again it's about communicating processing what's good for you what's not good for you and again not every client is made for you so i've had some client experiences that were a dream that I still pinch myself to this day and I still call them friends to this day. And then I've had ones that were vividly challenging were to even say, no, I don't want to. And then be able to then follow through with the, hey, I think this isn't working is a really, really rough lesson to learn. Was there a moment for you like that? Was there like a specific moment where, you know, obviously with the health thing, I think you had that realization, but was there a moment with clients where you were like, this is toxic. I'm going to fire you. Like your first firing. I mean, I think that, you know, I wanted to be brave right away and I wanted to still accommodate and do things. And then I had a, um, January of 2020, a, a undeniable, my body was saying again, slow down. And what ended up happening was I had for the month of January, I canceled every single thing that was there. Every client I had, I was like, here's your deposit back. And I, took that month as a sabbatical to really care for myself and having those tough conversations and saying, I'm not in a place 
Yeah. And Even though I, three that, months after, two to three months after, you would have to stop anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2020 no, was game-changing for me. You were, you were ahead me. of it. You were already ahead of it. Your body already knew. It was but already I, preparing you for but it. But I think once you have to have those tough conversations to say, you know, you're not the right fit, or, and it's like, we have the power to say who we work with, too. Like, this is not a one-way yeah. conversation. And I think that, you know, especially as an expert, it's so easy to be like, oh, this isn't going to take me very long. Or, um, or you see the need, and, you know, especially for my brand work it's like I see someone who is you know their logo is literally not working <laughs> anymore and it's like I can I know I could spend a week helping them and it's like I have to create those boundaries for myself so yeah. I think having to honestly have that sabbatical month was like whoa I can do this and even um I feel like now I've gotten to the point where I'm so liberated mm. by saying no like and it's like I almost want to challenge Ooh. myself yes. to in- continue to increase like what is my time actually worth what is a dollar amount like yeah. and be like one million dollars one million dollars one million yeah but it's like how much how much money do I need to be making to, to open my computer for you and yeah. I think once I respected myself enough it's almost like I am liberated to the to be able to have those conversations. It's like to be, and I even was telling you, like I'm adding some new contracts to my systems because it is a higher actually perceived value when you have boundaries in place and you have some formalities that create that structure. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I will say there's been opportunities where I'm sure I've pissed people off, you know, and I've said, you know, I don't have time or sorry, this isn't the right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. But I've also had really cool conversations with businesses who have responded to my emails mm. and saying, I so respect this and I wish that I had the guts to do it myself and I think that as business owners specifically and just humans in general like it's okay to you know we all dealt with the holidays differently during the pandemic it's like my goodness you know and there were we had to say we're not coming and that was a terrible conversation (laughs) you know and you know you're disappointing that person and I think that the more that we can take ownership of what our own unique needs are yeah health boundaries you know it's almost like it becomes addictive to find that liberation in creating the life that we actually want yeah i mean i love it i love that that is i mean you truly are living your brand which i think is also so great to feel that because again you're getting me excited about some of the things that i've identified as my boundaries and and again i've i've been a boundaryless person i'm very much an open like i will invite you to my home for you to rob me and then once you rob me i'll be like how dare you rob me (laughs) but i was always like you know what but that experience was worth it but i'm also learning as i get older and more tired that like it's probably better i say no if i feel an inclination of but think of what you're able to give to the clients then that exactly are respecting you and appreciating you and paying your worth i was talking to a planner who is actually transitioning from i think like 25 weddings a year to she now wants to only do five well that requires her minimums are going up significantly and she was like i feel so excited about being like i only do five are you going to be one of them yeah like think of how like for her to be able to communicate that and I think for all of us it is okay to say for the month of this I only do this or you know I take off the holidays I can't I can't believe how many business owners were working on Christmas Eve and New Year's Day like it's like why why like it is okay to have boundaries and I think that you demand respect and not only your health will matter you know yeah and I I mean I literally didn't start working out or even thinking about that until I had those health experiences because it was like it wasn't worth me spending an hour doing something yes and now I've integrated it into my life in a way that I've found almost more time you know in the in 20 
in 2019, actually, I started incorporating reading, like not like fiction reading. Yeah. And I was like, I just want the, I'm not, the a, good, I'm not a good meditator. And so I'm, I'm a terrible meditator. So tell me. So give reading us some, give us some skills. is definitely escapism. And I used to read a lot when ah. I was a kid. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to set a lofty goal of 50 books. And 50? I know. Is that crazy? <laughs> 50 in a lifetime or what? In a year. No. And I did it. I did it in 2019. 2020 was a little different. But, and it was like, imagine. And you still didn't have any time to return that book. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, you know, we we do make time for the things that we want <sighs> to make time yeah. for. And then you suddenly see that you actually still have time to care for clients. Like, yeah. you don't have to be stretched at thin. And I am not a morning person. I usually wake up at 8.30 or later. Yeah. And I still, it's also like me time. Like, you know, it's like I need to make sure that my body is getting eight hours yeah. or plus because that's the way that I'm recharging my own batteries. I mean, booting up, I think it's also something as a business owner. Did you say booting? Booting, booting up. Booting. Booting and booting up. Two different things. Okay. Both that, both great activities. Both well, for wellness is very vital <laughs> to your system. But booting up in the morning is something that I did not realize mm. I needed where I needed time to and again I'm a terrible meditator my ADD and my ADHD is crazy I Same. can you know when I was quarantined in the Bahamas like I was losing my mind I was in a four wall space like there was nothing to do I was losing it For, yeah but I I realized that the booting up part and being able to even say like oh this I don't need to place a call this early because it works for you if it doesn't work oh, for me. Oh, can we talk about calendar blocking? Because this oh. has actually been game-changing for me. And yeah. it really is about making appointments for yourself. Yeah. Like, and I, th it's, it's simple as, like, I, on my calendar, on Wednesday from 7 to 10 p.m., I literally have Kaylee time. And that is, like, I don't schedule anything personally. Mm. I don't schedule, you know phone calls I don't you know it's like whatever I want to do to spend that evening I do yeah. for the daytime I know that it's not my best work if I'm working first thing in the morning like I know when my most productive time is what is your most productive time usually like 11 to 2 now is it weird to have office hours from like 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. how do we feel about a one hour, <laughs> a one office, hour time? office time but I mean honestly I'm all because I'm a little ADHD too yeah. I, it's like I take a phone call and I'm distracted for an hour afterward like I'm like that... busy working and it's like I can't do that so yeah. I have my call days Tuesdays are heavy call days but I also then know I need a recoup day on Wednesday and I've been reading a book um, called deep work and in that book he was saying like how the brain actually needs like four hour working periods and essentially that uh, you have to get into a mental headspace to find that you know that creative flow everyone likes I'm, to I'm talk like about a li like literally my mind is just being be and your jaw's right open now. too yeah it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it but, really is i mean it really is like just the self i mean it goes back to self-awareness right it's like and yeah. if, if you have an appointment on your calendar with someone i hope that you follow through with that yeah, appointment you, you call yeah, you, you honor, honor that. that yeah so why would you not schedule I don't know, a yoga class or why wouldn't you schedule yeah. um, even as simple as like I will book a phone call that I also know I'm going to take a walk and multitask at the same time or mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And Calendly has like changed my life yeah. in the sense of I have it so scheduled. I don't have to be the person who's like, sorry, I'm not available. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like pick a time that is I'm showing you the availability. You pick a time that works for you that I'm already having in place. Okay, so my 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 fear about Calendly is I feel like 
do you so do you go into that system every week and then rechange your availability or is, so you you've essentially set the same days every week i address it quarterly yeah. typically uh, okay. so um and it depends on my travel schedule too so it actually yeah. syncs with my google calendar so anything that's in my google calendar so right now i'm in los angeles i yeah. was in charleston before that and i also realize i do not do well working on phone calls and client work that's not personal work while i'm traveling and i tried to juggle that for a long time there's yeah. a lot of people who can so like if you go on my calendar late there's not any opportunity to meet me during that time yeah but it will automatic automatically update and then i'm all about a i mean the years pass so fast it's like i like addressing in 90 day increments it's like what am i gonna need what do i want to focus on what's my i call it my BHAG goal like big ass you know big you know Wait, tell like me the, about that my, my bag goal my big ass yeah. goal and it's like once a quarter i set an intention of what i want to accomplish that quarter and okay. so that being said everything around my schedule is with that in mind whatever yeah. it might be if i'm launching something um if i'm trying a new product if i'm you know wanting to improve my email strategy whatever it might be yeah that is my goal for that time period so then that kind of helps me understand what days of the week do i want to focus on that goal and what's um active working time and what's development time okay so i'm, I'm literally my jaw is open I, i'm so glad this is not a video because there are so many flies going into my mouth um so is this kind of the stuff that you teach in brand magic society is this the kind of stuff that you talk about tell me about oh brand yeah magic society. i mean i'm i'm yeah. rough Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, Brand Magic Society is my membership group. It's all small business owners who essentially feel alone, like we all have, and yeah. need the accountability not only as a group, but they need the leadership of someone helping them decide what they should focus on next. And so um, we meet on a Zoom every Thursday uh, for an hour, and I really love giving them things to think about and challenge. Now, it is brand specific, so but your brand is what everyone say it is, right? So mm -hmm. of course, there's visual components involved, but there is like boundaries, like that's a big part of your brand, right? Yeah. So like at the end of last year, I made them hold each other accountable honestly and say how many how many clients are you taking this year what is that number yeah like what are your non-negotiable dates for 2022 and you're gonna put that in your calendar right now yeah you know what are what is your minimum now like what is the minimum yeah. that you want to be charging and especially in the wedding industry our psych work cycles are so long it's it's 15 months like mm -hmm. that's the average engagement period so what ever you are making choices are in your business today your business is going to look the exact same in 15 months if you haven't made changes i mean can we just i mean you said you said boundaries is part of your brand that is something that we we never got to learn about no. the fact that boundaries are part of your brand i just want to say that again boundaries, boundaries. are part of your brand mm -hmm. it is vital for your brand and like i said earlier the perceived value when you have boundaries you are treated and respected like a professional not as a hobbyist yeah, that's hashtag boundaries y'all r-h-e-e -E. boundaries <laughs> <laughs> you're so quick you know my i know my i'll plan. let you take i'll like let you take that hashtag let yeah, it happen I'll, I'll take it i'll take it i mean okay so do you think that you would uh, now like the wisdom that you're, you're you're speaking right now was all of that stuff that you had prior to the pandemic or do you think a lot of that also came in through pandemic and through the health thing? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been re refining yeah. <laughs> who I am since that health experience back in, um, you know, right at the beginning, at, at the beginning, because yeah. it's like the world around me has changed. Yeah. And, you know, in 2018 and 2019, I was traveling with Wedding Pro mm -hmm. and I was in 42 different cities. I was 
my identity was traveling. And so when 2020 hit, obviously I mentioned at the beginning of 2020, I had this, this health um, situation and it was like, I mean, I put the stop on, I didn't have clients in January and then things were falling apart in the world and I didn't know what the next chapter looked like. Is the wedding industry going to survive? Who am I and what's going to make at the end of a day me feel like I've contributed because I feel like this part part of my story. Like I want to put a stamp on the world and help contribute and and encourage people in their authenticity and uniqueness. And so um, I think reinventing how can I do that and how can I create impact? And I think that that's an ever-changing, you know, turnover. Yeah, that is... I, I got to say that is so beautiful. And again, I just want to reiterate, and I know that, you know, you from from your from your wellness to your self-awareness, I feel like you may know this already, but you truly are living your brand. And I have to say it exudes from your pores and it, it, it actually creates an excitement for people around you. Because again, even in this conversation for me, I feel so lucky to have it. Aww. So I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm so grateful that you're, your passion in life is to make a mark on other people that are in the same community as yours. And so just kudos to you for that. Like, I just have to say that and make sure that you're processing that's that. Cause it's, it's pretty fucking magical that well, you've been you. able to, and that's why you're the brand magician, yeah. you know? So I, I definitely need to book that. I need to book that website audit. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So since you are kind of a strategist, what is one of the, like, what is your plan? Like what for this quarter, aside from being on my podcast, like what has been your, you know, your bad, your big ass goal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh. I mean, right now I've kind of transitioned to making some of those big ass goals be personal, to be honest. Okay. Um, I think I also, because I've lost sight of who I am and what the future is I want, I think waking up at, you know, now 34, it's like, what do I, I mean, how did this happen? (laughs) You know, I've been self-employed since I was 15 years old and, and I never, you know, I never really, I was chasing that carrot. I wasn't thinking about what my life would actually look like. And I think that I, I, yeah. And I think because I've been working so hard too, it's like, I've not really been properly planning for, you know, retirement or whatever Mm -hmm. that, and do I want to retire? I mean, I don't, I never imagined myself being that person, but at the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when I think about what I want my life to look like over the next decade, there are changes in my personal life that need to be implemented. Ah. And so my word of the year is actually body one, because I want to be proactive about making sure. (laughs) And I do think that, you know, I want to be self-aware and present. I think that if anything, like I want to be present in my life this year. And I think that we've learned so much going through the pandemic of being forced to be present, being forced to take a sabbatical, being forced to have to change your mind. I think there's elements of that, that I want to make sure we don't lose as things get back to a faster pace yeah. and so that that just being grounded in that um i'm really having fun playing with real estate yeah. and so i think that's like a kind of I a mean, new and, passion and in and the austin market like do you are you loving the la the la visitors that are now homeowners <laughs> in austin there's a lot of them yeah i know um no i think it, you know I, I also if we have the chance ever whoever's listening to us to talk about austin austin is such an incredible place and although it has been ever evolving i think one of the things that i love so much about it is come as you are like whoever you are whoever you want to be you'll go into a coffee shop and there's someone in a suit and tie next to someone who is like you know dreads and wearing torn off jeans like it's such a contrast because and i feel like that's the way that i want to also live my life and i think that the fact that people feel drawn to come and be who you are and Mm. i think that regardless of how austin changes that is still very much true um 
And I think that hopefully that that I feel like I love L.A. though, but yeah. I feel like, you know, real estate's not that cheap in Austin. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, you know, I, I love that part of like and it's really opened my eyes being in that environment to have more empathy for others yeah. whenever I'm traveling around the world, you know. Well, and also it's beautiful because, again, it, it is all part of what your journey is right now is even being able to to know real estate is how people create equity and like legacy and having and having property and being able to then give it to your family and to your kin and to your future and and then to continue so that's really really great now in terms of and that we i've been asking this question since jamie asked me on my first podcast the first episode that we did um what is the biggest misconception about you and your like your business what is the biggest misconception you think that's out there about my business yeah about your which business. is really me because my yeah. business is my brand. okay because i it's a follow and the follow-up question is for you personally but yours might be merged together because you're living your brand yeah but what i mean I, the main thing that comes to mind and i don't i've always had this and i I think it's a strength and a weakness is that I walk in and own a room and people get very intimidated and they don't feel like they can talk to me. And I'm like the most like, Welcome. we're going to get heart yeah. to heart in like five minutes. Yeah. Like, I want to know your story. I want to know how you got hands here. Right now. None of you guys can see. We've been holding hands <laughs> under the table this entire, this entire time. <laughs> but I just I feel like that's one thing that it's like I always want people to feel like they can come up and talk to me. And yeah. I think that I try really hard to try to be approachable. And I I wish that that was more visible. That's so I'm I am the opposite. But I think I I think I, I also it's like fashion. It's like there's just a I show up and there's just maybe yeah, a lot happening. Yeah, I mean that floral bodysuit. I'm still that floral one that you were wearing. What is it? What it was a flight, a flight. It's a flight suit. suit that's all floral. I loved it. I love fashion. I loved it. I mean, and you. I'm and, a chameleon. And you show up, and I think that's also probably why I get along with you so well yeah. I, I chameleon but I'm also very opposite in that sometimes I'm a too approachable and there okay. is a, a wish and want at times that I came off unapproachable we need to get you a floral bodysuit yeah floral bodysuit floral bodysuit <laughs> with kidding. some heels no, might, I, I might think... be a, might, might cause a little bit of you know I might cause some intimidation yeah. there so I might need it and I think my assertiveness yeah. can scare people um, and I think that unfortunately I, and I'm constantly working on it. I think I have a way of unfortunately making people feel bad about themselves, even uh, though that's not the intention whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think that's, you know, I talk to my therapist about this all the time. Like, how can I be a better human when it comes to people? I, the, I want, I mean, if you've had a conversation with me, I want you to be better. I want you to be your best self. Yes. Like, that's my goal for every human is like, live your own journey and do it with unapolog like unapologetically. Like, that is where, you know, my heart truly is. Yeah, I love that. So where can we find you? How can we find you living your best self? Uh, best place to find me is probably on Instagram yeah. or my website because my name's a little hard to spell, but um, I'm Go Kaylee, G-O-K-A-L-E-I-G-H. I love it. I am so honored that you took the time today and I, and I, and I wish you the fun travels back and I can't wait for dinner tonight. Thank you for the uh, opportunity. I think the fact that we can have authentic, vulnerable, real conversations on this podcast, that is there are woes and there are wins yeah. and identifying how you can live in both and still be a a con contributing, you know, factor or yeah. contributing person to society and thrive and thrive and, thrive. and, and, and your woes help other people pull through yeah, and lighthouse. sharing them is great lighthouse yeah. you know that get out of those it. waves yes thank you again so much and um, all the details will be in the caption below but we're so happy that you joined us and uh, cheers again yes. to you love you Jason love you too cheers. bye ooh wait don't go yet make sure you subscribe and like and follow and transfer me via Venmo
Thanks for listening. <laughs>